Okay, dear listeners, hello, and uh, welcome to another, another, another episode, episode, proper episode three, one, two, three, between two spoons. We are here at the Knights Templar, first time, first time ever at the Knights Templar. This is a brand new bar for us by the scenic Bristol Temple Meads here on the canal. Uh, there's a bridge. What's the bridge called, Hannah? Bristol Bridge. It's the Bristol Bridge. It's right here. That's what it's called. And I am here, so I'm your host, Mr. John Coster, leading us all astray. Uh, we are here with Alex, one of our local crypto experts. We're going to be talking about a bit of Bitcoin today. And then uh, Hannah from Down Under. From Australia, yeah. No, yeah, I can't. I can't hear you. So, be specific. People might not know. Down under? Yeah, it's not well known. Hannah's from Australia. <laughs> and then uh, Alex? I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. Alex is from Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. Here I over. Think, I think crypto expert is a. Uh, it's putting a little too much on it, probably. An enthusiast. Local. 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 Crypto enthusiast. Yes. From Local. Madison, Wisconsin. Another caveat on that, Bitcoin enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> what about Dogecoin? Not, not no? interested. <laughs> not, not, interested in, not interested in the Doge. No. Um, yeah, so we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping before we jump into crypto. But I think that segues well into our next topic, which is uh, this is a podcast. No. Everybody, cheers to us. Every, applause. Also, this is for um, this is for charity because you purchased it for charity, and then I also gave some money for our. That's right. For charity. Yes, this is, this is charitable. Yes, Absolutely. Actually, this yeah. this bit. So. Um, well, our our company does has a has a charity fundraiser in which people offer up services and then others bid on it. So. I offered a Bitcoin seminar for anyone who's just interested in learning more about this topic that doesn't seem to die. Mm. And not going away. Yeah, not going away. So, yeah. And you offered the podcast. And he bid for it. Oh, this is it? Yeah. Oh, right. And it's being filmed, which is even better than just a class. Filming? Yeah, Film. yeah, yeah. Well. Big screen. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that is that is uh, absolutely true. Thank no, you thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, and uh, well, really, it was just supposed to be a, a Bitcoin seminar. Very authentic, two people just talking to each other. And then I had to soil it with uh, just a podcast. And just like, hey, can we turn this into content? You made about you. The content wars. <laughs> I know. It's, But I think it's good. We, we're here to share it. That's what this is for. We're here to share this knowledge with as many people as possible. Yeah, I did like how you were like, can we do B2W? And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Between two spoons. B2S. 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 Yeah, B2S, yeah. B2S yeah. It's awfully close to B2S as well. BTS. BTS, yes. But they broke up, so... R.I.P. But I am Korean, so yes. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is a this is a you're listening. You probably are aware that you're listening to a podcast because you live in the now when we live in the past. But the past for us is right now, and right now this is a new podcast. So, um, 
the other the other um, bit to cover. To cover you and that'd be fine. Uh-huh, yeah. Young people. Um, I'm hoping you would help. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. I have no. Uh, oh, I have okay. no cash. Thank you, Alex. No problem. So sorry, guys. No, don't. don't worry about sorry. it. Mm. Oh, thank you so much. You have a good night. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we can't edit that out. That is Alex being a wonderful human being and just giving money to those in need. It's all good. Yeah. I hope she's spoken to the mic well enough. I'll tell you what. In right. one hour, we'll be here with the phone. Yeah? Oh, no. Don't you worry. <laughs> Not with the, well, moving on, moving on. Um, the other, yeah, the other thing that I'd like to cover, which is probably appropriate already thus far into the episode, uh, sound work, microphones. We are aware of some of the sound quality woes. We have top-notch people working on it. Until then, we are speaking into the ass end of my iPhone 12 mini. Uh, and that is how it do. So let's just... Let's just, let's go, here's my voice into it. My voice probably got too loud because my voice is already quite loud. Test, test. Test, test. This is my Australian voice. That is Hannah's Australian <laughs> voice. Well, I, well, she's, no, you've, you've become quite, I mean, Hannah, even though from down under, mm-hmm. uh, has really assimilated well and has adopted a, a, a posh um, Costwald's accent. And I go so. by Anna now. Yeah, she dropped the H because that, that shit's whack. Yeah. That's for down under, not not up here, above. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the other bit of housekeeping that I would like to do is uh, the people of Hanham for the Jolly Sailor. Uh, you may have seen that on the Instagram account. This is a GoFundMe, which I started uh, absolutely on a whim. I was sitting at Bristol Raj having a lovely Indian food dinner, and I was like, I should start a GoFundMe because we should buy this pub from Weatherspoons and just run it independently. So Weatherspoons put up the Jolly Sailor for sale, along with like 40 other pubs. They're doing some downsizing in the recession. Is this someone? Oh, a friend knows that I'm obsessed with Weatherspoons and, and sent it to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the plan is to have a GoFundMe. I have no idea where it's going. Uh, see if we can't find somebody who wants to buy it and buy it from Weatherspoons and they can run it independently because, uh, you know, it's their, it's their social gathering center for Hannah in East how, Bristol. Um, everyone in our office just has such different obsessions. Patsy <laughs> <laughs> has her ketchup. Yep. And you've got your Weatherspoons. Yes. I've got my Bitcoin, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, if that you works. watch episode two, episode two is due out soon. But for you, listener, it will be it will come out before this episode comes out. But episode two, we did a crossover with Atsy. Uh, we we did do a catch up a catch up crossover. So go listen to episode two uh, with Atsy and Melissa and Scott. That was absolutely wonderful. But anyway, people of Hanham for the Jolly Sailor, rise up. Uh, we, we will buy it from Weatherspoons and run it as an independent. Fuck yeah. Uh, if we don't, if we don't, okay. So the other thing I do want to point out, because it does seem sketchy and like a, like a scam. It's not a scam. If we don't reach the mark, we will be donating it to probably either a homeless shelter or uh, some organization for uh, like alcoholics. Maybe uh, even Tim himself. We're not giving them. We're not giving the money to Tim. <laughs> Tim does not give the money. <laughs> Would you change the name of the pub? 
Um, I would love to change it to the Welshly Arms, like the SNL episode. I just want to name a pub the Welshly Arms. Like Will Ferrell in the hot, in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish you all the luck. Yeah, but I'm not, I do not want to buy that pub for the record. I want to give the money to somebody who would run it. It'd have to be like a, like a trusted <laughs> LLC or something. <laughs> anyway, okay, so I'll be okay. I think gonna get called so that covers that covers all of our housekeeping. I will be kind of moving the phone around just to make sure everybody's voice gets picked up properly. We are also listeners. It's all for you. We're not getting paid anything for this. We're sitting out here in the cold, in the cold of a November. English day, just to make sure we have the best audio quality. It's raining. It's it's raining. Hannah's lying. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We'd never lie to you. Um, But it's cold out. But we're going for the best acoustics out here. So, uh, and with that, so that covers all of our housekeeping topics. And now we're gonna we're gonna talk about Bitcoin a bit. So Alex, take the wheel. Yeah, actually, to start. I think it's more important to talk about money and because I think Bitcoin is important, but what's more important for the world and humans and our society as a whole is the concept of money. And money is a tool and money is a technology and not all monies are equal. So, the question is, what is money, and what is good money? And money is, I mean, it's taken on a lot of various forms throughout history. The dollars that we have today are not what we had 100 years ago. Well, They don't make them like they used to. No. And they're not what we, I mean, they're not what we had, you know, 200 years ago, 300 years ago. Have you ever found like a really old greenback, like a $1 bill? And you're like, oh my God, like I bet Abraham Lincoln, like this was the one he made. And it's like, no, it's from like 74. (laughs) (laughs) You ever seen one of those? I have not seen one that had made me feel like a a $1 bill that's been around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a little bit of coke on it, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So then, so the question is, yeah, what is good money, right? So like, you know, as I say, money doesn't grow on trees, yes. right? But why not, right? Why can't we use leaves? And back in the day, we used to use, I mean, different groups use seashells. Mm. You know, we've used precious metals. And now we use paper. And um, yeah, so then, so so the question is, what makes good money? And uh, there are lots of qualities of good money, and lots of qualities of bad money. Um, so. So when you say good money, you mean just like a, one nation's currency, or even maybe not even defined by the boundaries of like a nation? Yeah. So historically and consistently, we've used gold. Mm-hmm. as something that has value to us but in itself intrinsically it's hard to say what it's worth mm. and why it's worth what it is um, but yeah there's a reason why we can't use leaves and it's because they're too abundant they're too easy to get and if we use leaves have you seen the leaves around Bristol recently 
they're like trash. I mean, they're they're literally trash, blowing around. They're on the ground, and then they turn to little mushy, nasty stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's a part of what makes not good money is it has to be something that's like durable, right? Mm. Have you ever played uh, Fallout Three? Bottle caps. Bottle caps. Ah, yeah. What a creative currency. Okay, so why yeah. are bottle caps in Fallout 3 important? I mean, why are they why are they useful? Uh, they are not too abundant, but they are abundant enough. You can make new bottle caps just by drinking a Nuka Cola. That's the dopest thing. When you drink a Nuka Cola, you get some health, and then you get a bottle cap. But the thing is, you can't make new Coca Cola anymore in Fallout because it's oh, a nuclear you're waste. Oh, right. Therefore, the bottle caps are scarce. Yes, yes, yes. You can only have. Example. Yes. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Yeah. There are only so many bottle caps that are left in the Fallout world, and there are no structures, like manufacturing structures, to make more Coca-Cola. And therefore, you can have a bottle cap and be like, you're not going to get another one of these. So it's important. Mm -hmm. You can use it as that form of value. Um, yeah. So. Okay. So historically, we use gold. And why do we use gold? Like, gold is good because it's impossible to fake because it's a natural element like it's like a, a you know it's like it's yeah, a, the weight the weight especially it's an right? like the density yeah substance right yeah um and once you get the pure pure gold you can't make it into anything else hmm. so you can't fake it it's elemental yeah yo it just sounds cool to say like yeah, what's yeah, up yeah. with gold like it's elemental it's very hard to get mic drop mic drop it's hard to get, right? You gotta mine for it. You gotta find it. Mm. When you mine for something, you gotta clear away all the trees. You gotta take away all the earth. You gotta get those rocks. You gotta mm -hmm. get the gold. You gotta process it into pure gold. That takes work and energy. Mm -hmm. So therefore, when you have gold, you've proven that you've done work mm. and had and used value, or put in value, or created value. Mm. Use energy to create value. Now you have gold. Ooh. So. And it's glittery and everyone likes it. So then it's a good... It is shiny. It is shiny. I like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, historically it's been used all over the world as something to store value for. Problem is, gold has problems. What are some of its problems? Um, okay, well, like you can say environmentally it's pretty shitty. you got to destroy a lot of land. Mm -hmm. Just but the mines and and just you know the uh, the hurting of people through the extracting of it right like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you know a mine in a in some nondescript country where people are put through <laughs> a lot you know terrible <laughs> terrible living situations a lot of very young children yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay but then also when you have gold, also it's tacky like if you were that much gold it's tacky let's be real okay and I'm getting say, comedic here you'd be ready for me to, to go on comedic tangents okay but, <laughs> yeah, but let's say you're wearing a lot of bling. You're a target, right? You're a tacky target. You're, you're, you're a tacky target, and people want to take your shit. Yeah. Um, it's really heavy. Mm. Let's say you have gold. Okay, if you have gold, then that means you need to protect your gold. <sighs> like the Italian job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, don't let me. That's why I drank it too hard. <laughs> so you're a wealthy person, you've got a good chunk of gold. Okay, now who are you gonna trust? How are you gonna How are you gonna hold it? Mm. You gotta what? Put it in your safe. You gotta put it on the ground. Mm -hmm. You gotta have people guard it for you. There's a lot of trust starting to become involved in this process of keeping your Fort gold. Knox. Fort Knox. Which is Which one is the James Bond where they rob Fort Knox with like the knockout gas? I haven't seen that one. Pussy Galore's in it. 
Yeah. And odd job. I think odd job's in that one. You've too. never seen James Bond. No. Is it gold member? I know it's who he probably. Is. probably <laughs> I, know I would game. guess it's probably You're Australian, gold. So I'm gold finger. Different conversation going on. Gold. <laughs> I think that one's gold finger. That makes sense. That sounds because it's like it's the line gold. It's <laughs> this one. I think things are lining up here. I would love to do a, some old James Bond rewatches. Those are not as present in my life as they should be. Yeah. And tangent. Let's go back to gold. Okay. So now you have gold. And then so here's the other thing. Let's say you've got a lot of gold, and then your country goes under attack. You need to run away. Mm. You got a lot of gold with you. That shit's really heavy. It's really, really heavy. You're hating on gold right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not perfect. I feel like I'm talking quite loudly. Yeah. We're, I, I have a you're feeling... The, you're the controller. You can come, you you can come to... closer. I can't put it close to everybody's face at once. Yeah, yeah. Lean in. You can pull it. I have a, I have a He's good... hating on gold right now. There we go. Now people can hear you. We only have one microphone. And also, this guy went... In free country. We're in a public space. But the guy at the table next to us is just screaming into his phone. He's enjoying himself, though. He is. And it's... I'm not going to yuck anybody else's yuck. I think young. we need to stop talking right now and make the rest of the podcast. Also, yeah. Anyway, okay, go on. James Bond tangent done. Uh, finish your thoughts on gold. No, but that's the thing is, like, you need to secure it, yes, and, yes, yes. and it's very and it's very hard to transport. Yeah, so yeah. it's got it's got its own issues. Um, the other thing about gold is you can do things to fake it. Mm. You can you can also um, you know back in the day, so they did have gold coins, right? But once you have gold coins. You know, you would you would make it into some sort of government currency by making it into a coin, put a stamp on it, and you'd be like, okay, this is the currency of Persia or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then over time, though, when the government was like, ah, sh- you know, we're running out of gold. The Romans out- did this, yeah. Yeah, we're running out of our currency. They start just like cutting off little bits of it. <laughs> they'd be like, and then they make more coins, but it's just a little cut off. And I was like, it's still the same thing, guys, but it's not. Yeah. It's less of it. Was, wasn't that Archimedes where he had the eureka moment? Like he was sitting in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how to figure out what then, what's real gold. Yeah, he just ran naked through the streets because you put you put gold on a on like a in like a buoyant saucer or something yeah. that floats, and then you put it in that, and its weight displaces more water. It's got a particular density. Because yeah. buoyancy. Yeah. Anyway. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. No, but that's exactly the thing is people would fake. It by by taking something that wasn't gold and then layering gold on top of it and yeah. being like this whole thing is gold, but it's not. It's not. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. So they they're stealing. They're what they're doing is they're taking value away. They're inflating the currency. Mm. So it's got issues, but it was the best thing that we had for a very very long time, and that's what we needed. That's what we could. That's all we could use at the time. Okay. Mm. I mean, we would use bronze and other other different things, but that's kind of the idea. In 1970-something, Nixon took us off the gold standard. Was it Nixon? I thought it was earlier. Or no, because there was like... Andrew Jackson... Andrew Jackson ended the central bank, but I don't think that's... It was, we, were we backed by gold all the way up until Nixon? Was the U.S. dollar... I thought that we took it off the back by gold before that. I could be wrong. From my understanding, it was... Was it Nixon? It was yeah. Fucking Nixon. 
Well, I'm sure there were a lot of reasons for it, and it was for the U.S. interests, you know. And it's like, and that's the thing is, I think after World War II, everyone, all basically after World War II, all the countries stored their gold in the U.S. Mm. And then the U.S. had all the gold, and then at some point they're like, so basically what you could do is you had a dollar, and you could go to the U.S. like reserve or whatever, and you were able to redeem the dollar for some amount of gold. So the dollar had value in that it was backed by gold. We went off of the gold standard. When we went off the gold standard, that means your dollars are backed by nothing, which means your dollars are backed by American credibility. But yeah, that didn't time. age well. <laughs> it's not aging well. It's not aging well. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is why we are in the situation we're in today, and that is why everyone is becoming more and more conscious of what money is, of what inflation is, and why all this shit matters. So, we went off that, and now what we have is called fiat. Fiat is currency that is backed by nothing, and therefore it is just not even paper anymore. Are you taking a shot at Fiat Chrysler right now? No free ads, but... I've never been... Well, I have been in those cars, but... I, I don't. I never owned What's one. What's this? Fiat. The like the oh. the Italian. But then Chrysler bought another Chrysler Fiat. Yeah. Tangent over. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, our money, as we have it now, it's a technology. It's a tool, mm. and it's a tool in which we are able to obviously not have to barter for things anymore and we have a medium of exchange that is consistent between people but not consistent between nations and that is a key point that is important because like dollars seem ubiquitous to us not to you Australian dollars maybe (laughs) but they're not but they're not you know but they're they're not as accessible as you think around the world it's not that easy to just get dollars. You need the infrastructure, you need banks, etc. And those banks need to have reserves of dollars that they can exchange for their own currencies. Yeah. Well, that was, I mean, that's what's going on in Lebanon right now, right? And their, their economy's going into the, into the toilet because they had U.S. dollar-backed currency. So the, the whole Lebanese economy was based upon backing their currency in U.S. dollars, but then they couldn't do it anymore, and their economy just went into free fall, and their currency began inflating wildly. Yeah. So I don't, I haven't checked back in in like a year to see how they're doing. But. And every every country has, up to before Bitcoin, had two options, which was like kind of either they back themselves against the U.S. dollar and like try to like yeah. maintain that, or else they, you know, create their own currency that their central bank would have control over but then it would be like okay how well will that central bank manage that currency instead of based off of you know how well is the u.s dollar going to manage or the federal reserve going to manage the u.s dollar um but yeah so okay so so okay currency background yeah that's that's what we were at money 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 and now we after the financial crisis a anonymous individual or perhaps a group impossible to say because it's anonymous someone Hannah (laughs) she just pointed to herself was like (laughs) me Satoshi Nakamoto created a decentralized internet 
cash currency called Bitcoin. And Bitcoin has properties about it that make it a better technology for money than we have today. So, so what, what are those properties? Uh, you know, we can get into the properties next or whatever. The creator, wasn't he anonymous? Completely anonymous. It's still anonymous? Still anonymous, no one knows. Good for him. I feel like I, it's quite a popular thing right now. I feel like I'd wanna just put it out there. <laughs> Don't you think? Um, are, there, are there rumors of who it is? Yes, but I, I'm not. That's a Japanese name. Is the is it theorized that the it's like it's a his, Japanese his, person? He, so he wrote a white paper describing Bitcoin or like you know, yeah, um, the code and everything. But like, because uh, it's all open source, yeah. Yeah, it's all open source, mm. but it's all written in English. People mm. think he 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 actually might have been from the UK. That's crazy that he's. Why did you know why he does he say why he decided to be anonymous? So that is actually one of the really important points of around Bitcoin and what kind of separates one of the reasons for how it's separated from all the other crypto is that he this open source software he didn't do what is called like a pre-mine he didn't well the pre-mine is is essentially having the entirety of the currency available at launch yeah yeah or like a portion of it that you know the founders but was it zero percent mined like when it was launched it was zero percent mined zero percent mined like wow. he had to he had to mine it first like hmm. you know what i mean like but but it was released already and like um so there's like there's none of that like he there's none of that self-interest you know mm. uh, in the same way but yeah the origin story is not something that i'm quite as familiar with per se mm. but if we get into the properties of bitcoin you know we've been talking about money and why money oh. has you know some important things bitcoin has properties that make it better than all of the monies that we have today and it also is really perfect money so where to start so many so many properties start start wherever <laughs> One You're of running the, this. One of the most You're driving this train. Yeah, one of the one of the like most obvious ones that we all that, that we start with is the supply of Bitcoin. So if we go to gold. Gold is still being mined today. The Earth is massive, right? Mm. And within this massive Earth, it's not that easy to just find gold. But people do it, right? They have surveyors, they go out, they try to find gold, and when they find it, they mine it, and there's a supply of gold that's being created in the world every year, and that supply inflates the total supply of gold, and therefore the value of gold decreases as more and more gold is discovered. And recently, I mean, in the news, I don't know. Although gold demand is up with semiconductors, right? There is there is some utility for gold, but the, the value of it is not also 100% de defined by that. Demand for gold, uh, you know, like the deadliest catch for gold mining show. Have you ever seen that? Like Alaskan, Alaskan River gold miners, and they just like have a fucking they have like their scooper crane in an Alaskan river yeah yeah and they're just like oh it's it's such a bad reality TV show anyway that's all they, um, they just get gold film it put it out there yeah they just ice like, truckers they, but gold version it's, yes it's ice road truckers Alaskan river gold diggers yeah, yeah. and 
Like they're like for for like I remember the first season. Like yeah, I used to just pan it. Yeah, we pan our gold and like they have like the they have like the like, basically like a World War One British helmet and they're like you know scooping it and like exactly moving like it what you're doing right now. around the river. It was a whole <laughs> art and they're like no, actually now we just I see it dump. <laughs> Now we just dump buckets full of, of, of river bottom into this gigantic infernal contraption and then at the end it just has some little bits of gold for you. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah? Fascinating. Yeah, you had to be there. Anyway, that that was <laughs> these are the silly things that popped in my head when we started talking about gold mining. Yeah, so so there's a supply of it and there's like actually like a you know yeah. Um, I don't know what the exact per, you know percentage of the total supply is being inflated every year for gold. But it's like some percent. Yeah, yeah. And recently in Africa and somewhere they like discovered a massive deposit that might like, you know, double the supply of gold or something crazy, right? It's a massive supply, which means it would totally devalue the what, what gold there is today. Bitcoin is capped at 21 million Bitcoin, or will be. Currently, there is not 21 million Bitcoin, but programmatically there can only ever be 21 million Bitcoin in existence. And the reason for that is the process in which Bitcoin is mined. So Bitcoin, like gold, has a mining process. The mining process is one in which every 10 minutes, miners basically compile the transactions that have been uploaded or requested, I guess. It's just like network. an infinite list of transactions in Bitcoin, right? Yeah, and th- those get Simple put into blocks. Linked list of hashes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, it, you know, the miners basically input <laughs> billions, trillions of digits to try to match the, the value, right, that they're mm-hmm. supposed to get for the, the hash or whatever. It's not the right word. But when they, if they succeed, then they are awarded a block, that block, or is it a portion of a coin or a whole coin that they get? Do they do they do they started a with, whole coin? It started with fifty a reward of fifty bitcoin. Oh, and so it goes down, okay. Per block. Oh. And then every four years, it's cut in half. Cool. So, what? 2009 is when it started. 2013, it got cut to 25 bitcoin per block. 2017, 12.5. Why did they land on every four years? Just picked a number out of a hat, sort of thing. That I don't know. I don't know how he decided four years. How does it ultimately end? Because they have to generate the last one, right? So it'll keep on having, but at the, as, as with the reward that you get for mining the block the the block you also get transaction fees so when i with my bitcoin if i want to send you bitcoin i also have to put in a transaction fee and the you know the higher the fee that i put in the more likely or the quicker it's going to be mined um, or put into a block do you and the, it is what is the transaction is it money or is it just energy it's yeah it's it's a little bit of bitcoin it's like oh, so you put Bitcoin. Bitcoin in? Yeah, and then that the miners get that Bitcoin as a reward. So when they, you know, when when the reward goes to zero at some point, they'll continue to get transaction fees, and that will be their incentive to continue mining. Huh. Currently, they get both. Hmm. Okay. So programmatically, 
you cut in half again and again and again, you have like the, the asymptote function, and at some point you land at 21 million. So, you have a capped supply. For the first time in history, we have an asset, we have something, anything, something in the world that has a capped supply. Nothing else has a capped supply whatsoever. Nothing else. That in and of itself is a mind-blowing innovation. Incredible. That makes it the perfect store of value. If I have one Bitcoin, I will have one out of 21 million Bitcoin. I have one out of 21 million Bitcoin now, and I'll have one out of 21 million Bitcoin but a hundred years from now. But what makes that Bitcoin valuable? I mean, other than it, it being capped. Like, I, what if I have... Uh, other than its capped value, like, isn't... Yeah. So a, lo a lot of the value of Bitcoin currently is just in speculation that, like... Pe smart people told me this is valuable, so it must be valuable. Yeah. So, so of course, so, so that this is, this is one characteristic. Let's go on to the other characteristics, mm -hmm. and you'll see the total package, right? Okay. But the value of anything is the value at which you are willing to pay for it and I'm willing to sell for it. So supply and demand, whatever that matches at, that's the value of anything. That's the same for a bag, that's the same for a jacket. I mean, you can say like the amount of cost that it takes, you know, to make the jacket you know, it costs $15 to make the jacket. You need to make a profit, so you're going to put on some surcharge onto that to make it viable for your business, whatever. So then that's how you kind of calculate the value of lots of things. Mm. But at the end of the day, if no one's willing to buy that, it's worth nothing, right? Worth somewhat less than what you were trying to charge for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be worth whatever the market ends up getting at, right? Mm. Okay, so it's, it's really the value of anything. All I'm saying there is like, it's just whatever anyone's willing to pay for it. Yeah, yes, and I mean like, I mean like milk and oil, right? I mean milk, milk's kind of dumb because milk, milk is like people care for it less now. Yeah. I guess you could say like chicken breast might be a better substitute. But like, like oil, people would, people here in England pay, you know, $9 a gallon for it. But oil in the United States is much less, even though people would pay ten bucks a gallon. For so it. definitely, so so a big part That's of political, right? A, definitely a big part of what makes something valuable is how much it costs to get it, and then how much value it provides. Mm. So it's like the two together with the market forces ending up kind of like figuring out what that what that what that exact point is. What value does Bitcoin provide? The value of Bitcoin is going to be in its network. So. But okay, so what value does it provide? Let's let's talk about the other characteristics. When I have something like gold, it's hard to transport, right? It's also hard to trade. Mm -hmm. So if I want to trade, you know, if it's a small amount of gold that I want to trade something, uh, uh, you know, for you to give me cash something for gold, it, then then it's not that hard <laughs> to you know give you a little pouch of gold. But if I want to move a million dollars worth of gold, a billion dollars worth of gold, mm. okay, that's not easy. <laughs> you got to get that on a plane. You got to get that on a ship. You got to get that. It takes forever. You have to protect it from pirates. It's a whole <laughs> process, right, mm. to transport something that. I do love heavy. the idea of the, like this is a billion dollar gold deal, and then like, ah, it just sounds it sounds so old fashioned, yeah. but kind of just like an exciting old fashioned adventure, like. Uh, 
yeah and then like there's you know like some some prince who's buying it you know potentially probably a lot of armed guards involved in the deal i think i'm just going back to james bond now i think i have to watch a james bond movie just just a big so if you were trying to transport gold from like here to the u.s okay you have a billion dollars worth of gold really in reality it's going to cost you a billion dollars plus a lot of millions of dollars because it's so hard to transport bitcoin exists purely on the internet so I can transport a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin to you mm. for a fee less than five dollars. It's a bit easier than the gold thing. Much it's easier. Much, much easier. But it's harder than the U.S. dollar. Is it? Yes. Because it's not. Because if I have a credit card company, it's a million times easier. A billion do. dollars? You think a billion oh, a dollars? Billion, a billion dollars <laughs> transaction. Oh, well, I mean, okay, so we're talking about, are we talking about, like, explicitly transactions this large? Because, I mean, if I'm going to do a $10 deal, which most, like, but you know, how many how many deals are done worth a billion dollars in a day? Ten? Okay, but even, t- even $10, right? Yeah. Okay, we do this all the time, right? Because we have U.S. bank accounts and we have U.K. bank accounts. Yeah, yeah. It's a pain in, the, pain in the ass to transfer my money from the UK to the US. I have to go to TransferWise. I have to pay them a fee. Yeah. I have to wait at least two days, usually, yeah. for it to finally get there. Really? I, like get, I get my TransferWise within a day. Mm. Yeah, I do debit. I do debit off my debit card. Yeah. Okay, but you know, there's, there's a fee and associated there is, and with And I do it. have $2,000 max per day. Off my debit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that so you already have a limit there. That what? that sucked. That sucked. I had to. I was getting a new flat, and I like had to pay a bunch of fees and put down a right a deposit, and it was like shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was it was kind of a close call with actually having the money in time there. Yeah. I needed like four grand. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then also we're having having to work with different currencies. You have exchange rates, etc. So we were having, it's like, you know, when you go from a different, you know, multiple EPR systems to one, wow, so much easier. Yeah. It's all just in yeah. one. One system. <laughs> one system. It's great. Um, okay. So, so transporting value is not something that's really that easy and something that we think about that much, but Bitcoin is one in which it's much easier and you can move like really moving 10,000 Bitcoin versus moving one Bitcoin is no difference. Hmm. It's just because what you're doing, so Bitcoin is a ledger, right? As, as with basically everything in the world, or most things in the world today, they're ledgers. Like our bank account today is a ledger that says your bank account has this much money yeah, in it. at this time. At this time. You added and, and took out this much. Yeah. yeah. So when, you, when we do the transfer-wise or uh, transactions of trying to take the money from the UK account yeah, to the yeah. US one, you're telling the HSBC, like, take this much money out of my account, put it in this one. So they're just updating their ledgers. No, 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 no. They're passing back and forth, right? Bitcoin is also a ledger. So it's a, a ledger of addresses and those addresses with how much Bitcoin is in each, each, each address. So to transfer $10 billion worth of Bitcoin, however many Bitcoin that is, versus one is just the same. It's just a number that you're updating. So that is a process that becomes much, much, much easier. Secondly... It is global, completely global. So you can be in Australia, and I can send you down under, down under, down under. Speaking of the mic, <laughs> and I can send you. Gonna poke fun, Anna. A <laughs> million dollars worth of it. It's on the internet. 
there's no there's no you know there, there's no laws or regulate I mean regulations between them you can't censor it and it just so it just happens mm. it's much much easier um, I think pe- a lot of people don't understand that value because you can't use Bitcoin to buy that many things yet but I have had use cases in my life where I've done it and it's so nice I, like, uh, wouldn't wouldn't you say though in theory I could move a million dollars or a million pounds like that the issue is just that banks don't want to do that and the states don't want to do that because if you're moving a million dollars like that it might need a human touch it, and also it avoids bank runs and you know runs runs on banks and runs on people who hold currency that would cause them to go bankrupt and cause them to essentially lose their entire business that is a huge part of bitcoin's value is that in today's system today's system is one that requires a lot of trust a lot a lot of trust so if i ask you who holds your money well, I mean, Who holds your money? for the most part, my bank does, and then that's insured. And which by bank the, is that? That's insured by the federal government up until a quarter million dollars. Yeah, but but which, which bank is that? Uh, I go through a small credit union. Okay. Yeah, for the but, most part. Yeah. So so at some point though, you, I mean, you are trusting the credit union, and then you are trusting the government to back that up. Yeah. Yeah. So it provides you a lot of freedom over your own money. So exactly. So if you ask me, what is what is who holds my money and i will tell you i hold my money good for you no bank just me purely me and how can i say that that is purely me is because only one person in the entire world knows the private keys the seed phrase says to the bitcoin wallet or addresses that i own only one and that is me. Nobody else in the world is able to sign a transaction from my addresses to move Bitcoin from my addresses to anyone else's addresses. Nobody else but me. But what if they steal your, your password? Yeah, so that, that, is, that is the level of security, right? You need to find a way, personally, that makes sense for you to keep track of your seed phrase, and people have different ways of doing that. But that's the thing is, it's your seed phrase, and no one else I saw a thing a few years ago when Bitcoin went a bit crazy, that this guy had Bitcoin for however many years, and he had like 10 or something, it was when it was at like its peak, and he'd lost the code, yeah. and he couldn't get into his bank, but it would have been millions of pounds. I think it was much and more than 10. It was, he had like Did thousands. you see that? It yeah, was yeah. thousands, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it was a lot of money, but yes. no matter what. And so that is a big component of it. It's like. When you are your, when you are the only person who holds the keys to your wealth, that is more responsibility than providing it to a bank. But single point of failure. I mean, it's it's single point of failure. And like, so I forget my bank account password. I call the bank and I have my money. Yes, but there are there are issues with that. Like you, like we in the Western world, take that trust with the oh, banks absolutely. for granted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in many, many other countries around the world, you cannot trust those banks. 
was it like Ecuador? It was some South American country that was like where Bitcoin is our currency. Yeah. <laughs> El Salvador. Yes, it was El Salvador. For yeah. them, it is a legal tender. That's as wild. is as with the U.S. dollar. Yeah. Oh, so they wait. So there both are two are currencies. Le- both are legal tender. In El Salvador, it's it's Bitcoin and U.S. dollar are their currencies. Yeah. To the US might. I feel like they wouldn't be happy. They like the, they like Bitcoin. That they've US. changed to Bitcoin. Because mm. uh, it seems like completely. If I was a banker, I'd be annoyed by this new system. Do you know yeah. What I mean? It yeah, gives yeah. way too much. If I was a banker, I would think it gets way too much power. It does yeah. for the banks because the banks. One of the things that you know is a part of their functions and a part of their value is that. They're the ones who control how the money and value gets sent across. And when they do that, they receive a percentage of the fees. And so like the classic example is remittance fees where people work in the U.S. and then they send their money back to El Salvador. And they do that through different banks like Western Union, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And those banks say that, you know, because we hold uh, bank locations in El Salvador, we hold them in the U.S., they hold physical locations with physical staff. It requires cost, mm. and for that cost, they just and and for the you know the servers and all that, they justify a fee to take from every transaction. So you send back the money, and they take like 10 percent, 20 percent. I mean, uh, like Coinbase and FTX in the past tense. I mean, they all have transaction fees for cryptocurrencies, ha- don't they? They have fees for. They have market maker fees. So as an exchange, you know, as pre- providing the service of the locate of being a centralized location in which participa- participants can put in bids to buy and sell Bitcoin, they take a, a percentage fee for that value, and that is a value that Sorry, they're providing. Guys, your filter. No, I don't. Ooh, okay, no filters. No, no problem. We do have the time. <laughs> no? All right. Uh, uh, a cigarette filter. We were just... I don't have one. None. No. It's good. Oh, yeah, well, I didn't... Smoking's bad. But it's part of the culture here, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but it's bad to... Um, are you two okay holding it down? I'm gonna go grab another pint. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Okay. Keep keep running through. Keep running through. We don't pause the. the uh, we test. can we can pause. I'll just pause. <laughs> fine. I can never. Yeah. Okay, listeners. We just took a quick break to essentially travel through time so on our timeline it's about five ten minutes have passed for you there was hopefully i put in some sort of so you know there was a break but anyway i just want to commend alex and hannah on their commitment to the game we 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 moved it inside for a couple minutes and i was like oh we're getting we're getting cold November English weather. Drinking cold pints outside. Fucking raw. (laughs) Raw out here. And Alex Alex looks at me. He's like, I don't know know about the sound quality in here. Like, the commitment to just fucking putting down a good recording. And I love that. This is the energy that we need. Yeah, absolutely. Committed. Committed. So... Um, we're back. We're here. Uh, it's only been like probably five, ten seconds for you, but for us, it's 
Hours. Hours. Days? Mentally. I, we moved everything out inside. We moved everything back out, and it's chilly. I hear the grinding wheels you, you, of you, you Bristol were, Temple Meads in the distance. When you went to get, John went to get a drink, and I actually we paused it. I had a question, and we decided let's just ask when it starts again. Well, Hannah, it, I'm gonna go for it. Please. When? So obviously, what I said was word for word. Is word for word at least with pounds or Australian dollars, you've got a physical, you've got a ten pound note, it's in your hand, it might not really mean anything, but it's physical with Bitcoin, it's all online. What about if suddenly no one can go online? I gave the example of a solar flare, I think you can't get better than that. Can't do anything when there's a solar flare, everything goes. What do you do? All your money is online. What if the sun explodes, Alex? And, it, and that as well. <laughs> real meat. Uh, real meat. Ah, okay. <laughs> a very real possibility there. Yeah, so one of the s- strengths of the decentralized network and what Bitcoin is is a decentralized ledger. So the ledger, and the ledger is basically a list of every single transaction that has happened on the Bitcoin network since the beginning of its inception. So from the beginning, you know, the first Bitcoin was mined and then let's say you have 50 Bitcoin that was created and added to a wallet and that address. Since that point in time, you know, if that Bitcoin has moved to another address, that is a transaction that is recorded on the block. And that is then compiled into these blocks that are built on top of each other and therefore you have what is called the block chain and that blockchain is a list of those transactions and it's impossible to change because to change that ledger you have to it's not impossible to change but to change it is very difficult so it's essentially like how git works you know i don't know that Oh, Git, Git is also a linked list of hashes. Okay. And so the next hash is based upon the last hash. Yeah. So because it's based upon the last hash, you have to go all the way back to change it from that point to change everything else. Yeah. So you have this list, and your address is going to say it has one Bitcoin in it. Solar flare happens. Well, that list of transactions is still going to first of all maintain that you've had that and it's spread across all over the world because it can be run by any computer around the world and it is being run where is the database of transactions held is it just like is it just so lightweight lightweight that you can download it locally and so there's not one defined database but it's just like this is get everybody download and then like one so one computer on did i just say get again one computer, you know, on Bitcoin could just share that with another computer on Bitcoin and then yes, like the that, database is that lightweight because it's just hash codes. That is my understanding. It must get linearly larger, but maybe you only need the last couple of gigs of the transactions. Potentially? Yeah, probably you don't need the whole ledger for any meaningful work. You probably only need the last couple entries in the ledger that you care about. I will say that like getting to that level of technical detail, I am not as oh, but what if, what if you started giving people fake ledgers? That would be an interesting way to hack to hack like uh, Bitcoin. Because like yes, like provably 
you could always prove whether something is not real in Git because you could crunch the numbers and evaluate it. But what if somebody just snuck a little bit of fake information in there and you didn't check it? I suppose then you'd need consistency in Bitcoin handling software to always evaluate the ledger before it does anything. Which is, I think, what happens. Everything yeah. is validated, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess <laughs> it's a tangent. It's a tangent. I, maybe that's built in. I'm, I'm just what I get confused about a lot of the time is like so I'm using and I've done nothing with Bitcoin. I've not used any of it. But like what I get confused about is what are the levels? You know, like what do I get out the box if I'm not using Coinbase? If I'm not using FTX? If I'm not using uh, Binance? Like what do I get if I just use Bitcoin and I use nothing else? Because how user friendly is that? So there are different. That ecosystem, I mean, this ecosystem is a little bit um, interesting and pretty diverse. Mm. So, like, I have a wallet on my phone. It's called the, it's called the Moon Wallet, and you can download it, the Play Store, etc. But who who owns Moon Wallet? That's that's a good question. But like, there's, uh, and then Samsung has their own wallet, etc. All of which is like not sto- like the the the, the key isn't stored on some central search like at this point now I'm getting into like details that I am not super familiar mm-hmm. with I'll say that off the bat but there's also so there's like there's also cold wallets which I also have or hardware wallets oh so you a USB uh, an external hard drive exactly yeah. an external hard drive basically and so that is where I hold the majority of my Bitcoin is on this wallet can you duplicate you, it across multiple hard drives so in case one fails it's still safe or can you not you have it? the seed phrase and you can recover your wallets through that seed phrase so that seed phrase you know you write it on paper or etc or something or you can memorize it or you can store it in other ways so but, is it really just the seed phrase is the only thing you put on your external hard drive it's the only thing it's the only thing that you need that's so crazy <laughs> so here's my terabyte usb and like the only thing on it is like this 64 character seed phrase <laughs> it's like empty otherwise yeah. i'm just thinking of like the sword of a thousand truths from south park yeah. in the world of warcraft episode yeah, yeah, where it's yeah, this yeah, magical yeah. jump drive gone way off the rails here for like one person who listens to this there may be 12 people who listen to this but for that one person they're like yeah i remember that episode <laughs> That was one of my favorite episodes. Yo, was that such a good episode? Incredible, yeah. We'll redo another episode just talking about World of Warcraft (laughs) South Park. That'll be next episode with Alex. (laughs) Listeners, get ready. Date 2BD, no commitments, no timelines, but it may happen. Back to Alex. But yeah, so I have, have like, this hardware wallet. Yeah. And basically, um, I I can... It's, like, completely disconnected from the internet and anything, but I can plug it into my computer mm. and put in my password, and it'll have be my, my, so my address. Don't worry of how about much solar flares, is what you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but, but more, but more practically. Well, more importantly about the solar flares, it's just that it's, it's decentralized as a network, and that's what makes it really powerful, is that because it's... Uh, distributed across, like globally around the world, it's not. There's no single point of failure. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, with the internet, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can't take down the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I can. Oh, oh, let's go. So Hannah can take down the internet. Hannah, how would you do that? How would I do it? Yeah, I I have an answer actually about how well, you could take down the internet. Yeah, I haven't thought that far ahead. But if you want to give me some tips. Well, I was gonna say just go Kim Kardashian. Break the internet. Good cultural reference there. Did you like that? That was good. Yeah. They'll all understand it as well. So. I gave you such an easy yeah. I should have just left you there. I thought we were blowing up the side. 
Yeah. How would you, Hannah, blow up the sun? How would I do it? Just giving the, re the resources I've got now, or if I've got anything at my disposal. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would fly a plane, not remotely, into the sun. <laughs> I'm glad you're not dying immediately. <laughs> you get like a couple more minutes and before the sun explodes. It would, and then I it shoot, the, the plane itself has something on it yet to be decided that can blow up the sun. And that's how I'd do it, just briefly, that's, that's how to go about it. Mm. And the sun would blow up at the end. And that's how, that's it might how be it a few would, billion years later. Yeah. Maybe, I think I would make a time machine. I think I would go zen, let it happen, but I'd let it happen by making a time machine and just going to the future where the sun is exploding. That'd be a crazy way to kill somebody in a movie. The plane's an Transport them to the sun. Tran transport them to the future when the sun explodes. And they'd be like, ah. <laughs> We're way off the rails now. But that's what this is about. Between two spoons. This is, this is what we do here. Um... Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> okay, but going back to what we were, but like we were talking about the transactions, right? So like sending a billion dollars or just millions of dollars from one place to another. The hardest thing about it, or one of the, there's so many problems with it. If you're using traditional, mostly finance. the states and the banks, yeah. Yeah, and a big part of it is they have to approve it. Yeah. They, they have to approve it. This is a technology in which, for the first time, you can transact person to person. I can transact and give you my Bitcoin, and there is no intermediary involved whatsoever. Whatsoever. That, again, is in and of itself... Uh, I mean, especially, you know, like the political climate now, the U.S. government blocking transactions all the time, banks that don't let you buy different specific things, whether it's like buying crypto or whatever. There's a, a level of censorship that you are allowing someone else to have over your wealth, and Bitcoin completely makes that not a thing. That's powerful. Devil's advocate now. So I mean, yeah, de playing playing devil's advocate. Most most financial transfers up to let's just say five thousand U.S. dollars being the equivalent barrier here. Any currency across any currency are perfectly legal and allowed, right? Like like by most banks, right? We could even say two. Let's say three thousand dollars. Three thousand U.S. dollars. Most banks will just allow and it's okay, right? Um, if you're trying to do like a million dollars, that's a big pain. Well, now, that, and it depends on who you're sending it to. Okay. Yes, I mean, like, I can't send it to some party in Edward North Snowden, Korea. Snowden or whatever. Yeah, or Edward Edward Snowden. We'll get to him later. Yeah. I don't. I don't. We probably won't. <laughs> Another episode, maybe. But I'm just. What I mean to say in playing devil's advocate is like, doesn't the current system already support the majority of people who need to transfer financials? Like, how many people? How many? How many people among the populace really need to transfer a million dollars in the day? And what are their needs for doing so? Which also leads into my next. It depends on what you define as your populace.
because if yeah. you define your populace as the United States, that's one thing. If you define your populace as the world, that's a whole other thing because the world has many countries like Nigeria, yeah, yeah. etc., that doesn't have those institutions that allow you to move money across countries. Yeah. And that is a problem. But but I mean like again, like if you're in Nigeria and you have three thousand US dollars, like that's so that's so 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 much money like it's not like it's like the cap on the amount of money that you can move i don't think is a really problem really a problem for that people for, for like people in nigeria it's not that oh my god like my million dollars i need to move it over here like rather it's like principle though like you should just be allowed to deal with money the way that you want to well i mean like and this is again without stating my explicit opinion on the subject, like, what about the parties in which they're doing, you know, what about, like, ISIS or other organizations who are generally not agreeable using Bitcoin as a means to transfer funds to... And North Korea. To, to, to fund, you know, to, to fund their organizations doing illicit activities. But what I'm going to keep the theme on is the idea of money as a technology mm. and whether some monies are better than other monies mm. and saying that Bitcoin has functionality to it that is much like far superior to the money that we have today. Mm. That is one of them, is that it's completely global and it's censorship re uh, resistant and it's just not, you can't stop it. You can't stop a transaction between one party and another in any possible, there's just, it's not possible. It's person to person. So it doesn't matter where you are, if I want to send you Bitcoin to your address, the U.S. government can do nothing about it. Mm. And that is, um, I think the world today, this is just my personal like philosophy go, go. belief, but I just think that the world today is becoming more and more... Um, fragmented, I guess, mm. and like the individual will become more and more prominent and the individual's rights will become more and more prominent and Bitcoin is a way in which you can secure your own rights. You can secure your rights to your value, you can secure your rights to how you want to use your value and how you want to send it, how you want to store it. Bitcoin is a tool that allows us to become more individually dependent instead of reliant on uh, external systems that we are finding to be increasingly less and less trustworthy. Mm. The, the systems that we have today, the banks we have today, okay, they, you think, we think that they're trustworthy, but, but really, mm. okay, they are not, they're not, you know, they, they, so far in your life, they've said that you've had, you know, X amount of dollars, and it's just been an electronic thing as well. It's not even cash. It's not physical either. And most of the world, the money today in the world is not physical. Or a good chunk of it. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I use I use a I use a card that I've entered into my phone, and then I touch my phone to things. And, it's, and all of that. And it makes a beep. <laughs> and, and then problems go away. And all yeah, of it's that weird. It's is weird. just numbers on a ledger as well, and their ledgers are different banks each having their ledgers, and they just update each other's. Mm. And the thing is, we trust that they are good stewards of the ledger, but they are not the Federal Reserve. When they print money, they don't actually even print out bills. 
what they're they, not even physically printing them anymore. They're not even physically printing them anymore. <laughs> so they have. Yeah, I mean, what they, are they? How much did they put into the economy during the COVID crisis? So many trillions of dollars. And now everybody's like, oh my God, inflation! What's happening? It's, it's like, like you put like ten trillion into the economy. What do you think? And how do you think they did that? They literally just changed the numbers in the banks that they gave the monies mm. to. Whether it's corporations or whether it's you know us sending us checks, but mostly sending money to banks, yeah. they just change the numbers. And so what Bitcoin is doing, or what Bitcoin is, is a system, is a is a is a ledger in which you are. It is not possible to change the numbers without that without without either a mining for it, putting in work, putting in energy and time to mine the Bitcoin and therefore creating security for the network and adding value to the network or... And hogging up all the GPUs <laughs> made in Taiwan that nobody can find now. Find me Ruining a good GPU. You can't find a GPU to save... Well, it might have gotten better now. Yeah, 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 during COVID, you couldn't get a GPU to save your life. Yeah. Little number or, cruncher machines. Go ahead, go ahead. Or when you have... When you own the private keys to an address, like I, like I own the private keys, and I send the transaction to the network and say, from my address, I want you to uh, I want to send X amount of Bitcoin to this address. And that is how the values change. But we, for one, know what the um, monetary policy of the network is, which is that every 10 minutes, X amount of Bitcoin is mined and that gets halved every mm -hmm. four years. And you just can't change it. And that... Oh, let's see. No. No, we're not done. Okay, and, and so lovely, lovely table service here. <laughs> I will finish my water, so next time he has something to take. And so, okay, so why why is that so so important? Because when when the Federal Reserve flips the money and just changes the amount of money that there is in the system, it is a huge problem because the question is. Actually, it's a it's a global financial problem because now we're exporting we're now exporting all of our inflation to the, the United Kingdom and, so and Ireland. <laughs> People were giving me shit at the bar, like in Dublin. They're like, "Oh, you're American. Like, thanks for the inflation." I'm like, "You're welcome." <laughs> They're like, "You're fucking up the euro." I'm like, "I know. I'm sorry." Okay, but it's not even just us. The euro's also doing it. The the the. The, oh, England, then I mean, yeah, it's the yeah, pound, England, the, the pound, pound euro, it. and the dollar, and then the Chinese yen, the Chinese yen, or yuan. Uh, sorry, yuan, the Japanese, and then yen. Japanese yen, China, yeah, and that, that, I mean, yuan, yen, U.S. dollar, and that's about those are the main ones. Oh, go, go ahead, go, go. And it's like there's so many problems with it. Okay, but so in the physical world, there are only so many assets. Okay. Let's say there are. Let's say you have a make-believe society of ten houses, and each of these ten houses are identical, and they're all worth ten dollars each. Oh, so this is now just the Isle of Wight. Is that a? Is that? I'm just making a Brit joke. Our Brit listeners will love that. <laughs> and the Australian. And the Aussie. As the Sunnies. Korean American, I don't know what that means. So I'm sorry, it's listeners. A tiny I just... island by 
south of England, and it has ten houses that are identical. Yeah, oh, and it's and it's not and it's perfect. And for some reason, it's just like it's like post-war 1950. It's just like they still just won the war. <laughs> they just won. They're still stoked about it, and they have their old cars. Okay, so you have Cuba. the ten houses. I've never been. I would like to go. Okay, go. You have the ten houses on the Isle of Wight. On the Isle of Wight. Yep. And let's say they're all worth a hundred dollars. Yes, this is the Isle of Wight. Okay. <laughs> and then one guy on the Isle of Wight created a printer. And that printer... There's no printers on the Isle <laughs> Maybe a fax machine. He, he, <laughs> he somehow created a printer, and that printer allows him to make money. And so he created $1,000. And so now this economy of 10 has $1,100 in one house and a hundred dollars in all the other houses and but all then the, the grocery store is going to realize that Edmunds has started printing his own money and they're going to make him pay more well no 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 no. they're going to make everyone pay more and the reason why they're going to make everyone pay more is because he has managed to make identical dollars to all the other dollars and so those dollars are indistinguishable and therefore you can't really tell who has more but what he has done is he has taken he has taken his fake money and siphoned the value out of everybody else's houses into himself. So kind of him. It's so oh, kind that of is him. crazy. Yeah, because that's just what Zuckerberg did to his his one did to one of his partners, where he was like, "Hey, you know how you had like twenty percent of the company in shares? Yes. I just made a lot more shares. Yeah, I just made a lot more shares, and I have them now, and they're, they're <laughs> and all they're mine. mine. It turns out, so you're out. You're out. <laughs> you now have nothing. Yeah. That is exactly what is happening, and that is yeah. what has been happening throughout the history of humanity because we haven't had a better technology, mm. and that is okay. That is just how humanity, you know, we've just done the best that we could. But the problem is when you put the power of being able to create currency in the hands of a centralized individual or institution, then they now have the ability to suck out value from everybody else mm. without everybody else consenting to it. It's almost like the United States government is the majority shareholder in the U.S. dollar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When all Zuckerberg on everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's a huge problem. Mm. And that is the problem that we're facing today. And that is basically inflation is theft of the common people's resources because now it's just made everything more expensive except for the rich just have more dollars. So. Okay. So this is this well, is this is why for me Bitcoin is not something in which like I necessarily care about for a personal I mean not just for a personal reason but I think for humanity and our societies to advance mm-hmm. there is a really important role for a globalized decentralized currency that is able to move at the speed of light through the internet and has a capped supply that can money at the speed of email so, coinbase you know, no free ads <laughs> i am not con- i am not condoning coinbase i their bald billionaire owner is a loser i'm not condemning coin well i am condemning this coinbase okay hannah hannah go go no i just listened i just no no free ads i was going to reference another podcast i'm not no free ads hannah go down under um, wait so loads of governments don't really like Bitcoin, right? 
with, you know, I saw something the other day about America, and actually I think Rishi, our new prime minister here, um, wants to create CDCs, central digital currencies. Yeah. How are they different from Bitcoin? It's centralized, well, China, obviously. China is making a centralized See, I, I really don't, I'm yeah. a complete, no, it's well, I read the headlines and that's my knowledge. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's the same problem as all the fiat. There's no difference. <clears throat> they just, they can they can create as many of their tokens Is or- Is it supposed to be a competitor to like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? What's, it's maybe supposed to be but it's never mm, going oh, to be yeah there is it's not possible there there well no it's same no, with every like other why, crypto why they're doing, they doing it to nothing. make it easier to use the pound look the, the, the united states has a tremendous amount of power over the world for good or bad depending upon sure. which way you look at it it looks it has a tremendous amount of power over the world because the international currency standard is the united states dollar so we can do we can basically say hey iran hey north korea your life's about to get really really difficult because every time you try to do a transaction in u.s dollars you can't because we control the u.s dollar and so china is doing what china is doing right now the crazy thing about china is that they do 1984 george orwell unironically it's like they use it as a playbook they're like this guy had great ideas and so what they're doing and like and then like the culture is actually like of, of order which is opposite of the united states we're just disorderly and like we love it kind of like england as well but anyway they're doing their digital currency so they can track everything perfectly like yeah. cash transactions you can't can't you can't really track a cash transaction because i handed you cash but once that moment in time is gone you can't you can't oh, prove right. that i have I the money you can miss, have the money you can give it, get rid of it understood i thought it was kind of like a Okay, Bitcoin's doing its own thing over there. We're gonna do our own this centralized thing, which is obviously so different to Bitcoin. But it was kind of the competitor, obviously different in its like the inherently different. But that's why they created it, sort of thing. But the thing about competition, though, and it's 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 like, it's like a again going back to the point of better money, is that you need people. At the end of the day, no matter how much the government wants to control the individual and their actions, they don't have any real control. I mean, they don't fully have control over the individuals. We all make our own decisions. And when there is a better alternative, over time, humanity will go to the stronger alternative. And you create a CBDC, whatever, create all these shit coins as we, as like people who really care about and understand Bitcoin call the Dogecoin. other currency. Invest in Dogecoin. <laughs> I'll be starting up a GoFundMe for that. No, I won't, but it would be funny. Um, but yeah, we as individuals will like continue to make the like decisions that economically make most sense for us. Uh, and when you have the like by far the better alternative then over time the world will mold to it mm. so it's coming it is inevitable in my opinion mm. we have released a monetary virus that is self-replicating that has no owner no no single person controls this network Ooh, monetary virus and it's just going to propagate by itself <laughs> It's just gonna keep on going. That's the thing. It's every ten minutes a new block is made because it's just it's just all around around people just fucking mining all over the world. Could I mine? Yes. With my phone. 
Probably. Uh, you, I mean, if you, you have could. computing power, you can mine. You yeah. can, yeah. Oh. You just won't really win. The That's fine. It's an arms race. <laughs> I just want to be involved. You, you want the biggest, baddest <laughs> computer, yeah. Yeah. Um, closing thoughts. Let's move on. I have a couple of M NFT um, crypto current topics that I also wanted to cover. So bear with us, listeners. I also realize, listeners, this is totally out of left field. You may be loving this because it's crypto, and I think there's just a million podcasts about crypto. I have no idea what anybody wants. We have no idea what we're doing here. We are flailing around literally in the darkness, um, speaking into the ass end of an iPhone 12. Dark and cold. It's dark and cold. We're going to get a picture of us here in the cold, just all bundled up for you. you like that. Um, those are your closing thoughts on crypto. So I want to make sure... So Alex, I want to give you the last word. I'll give my thoughts. Well, no, on well, Bitcoin. I want to give you the last, last thoughts. Yeah, I mean, just for that, I will say that Bitcoin is itself Bitcoin. Nothing... There's nothing... Yeah, like yeah, it. yeah. Crypto and everything else related to it. I honestly just... I have no investment or interest Dogecoin. in any other cryptocurrency there is only one that is completely decentralized and has the has the properties that bitcoin does that make it valuable mm. nothing else does so um i again do want to give you the last word so i want uh, anyway um <laughs> my thoughts i think it's it's a as it's a, it was it is and still like it was and still is just a wonderful interesting idea to like decentralize a currency right because really since gold we haven't had anything like that i think where it starts getting murky and nasty is when you get people doing people things on top of it turning making people problems and all the speculation on top of it and the inflation and deflation of the currency itself based upon wild speculation in the markets and that's someone else's problem exactly um no, and, 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 you know, you have these snake oil salesmen who see an opportunity and like, ooh, here's a place where people don't really know how it works. And, you know, it's, it's unregulated. People don't know how it works. And I could take advantage of the situation and I could take advantage of people and, you know, people looking for a get rich quick. Everybody, we always continually as humans look for the next get rich quick thing like how can i take this like ooh, if i take this currency and it doubles tomorrow that's a lot of money really fast and that's easy and you know there's usually a catch so you know if you get involved do your research and think about it and make your own decisions but do your research there's no get rich quick there's no shortcut yeah and i would say that like because bitcoin for the value because of you know the characteristics that i described today it has immense value, and it has so much value that it went from zero dollars to a hundred, real quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> in 13 years, it went to I, I don't know what the price is right now. It's been very volatile. It's like probably like 16, 17,000. But it's going to the moon. But <laughs> it, <laughs> yes. that means that it has gone and increased about 10 million percent in a span of 13 years. So when anything, so the reason why it's gone up 10 million percent is because it has so much value, as its essence of what it is, just it's it's just work. It just it's something that brings in value. Mm. As it's bringing in all that value, there's a lot of vultures and carrion, you know, that like, that kind of just surround it. And as you said, snake oil salesmen use all the new money that is being pulled in there to try to mm. siphon money out of other people. And yeah, a big risk to it is not understanding um, how Bitcoin is 
separate from all those things and how Bitcoin itself is important and how like how you can properly custody your Bitcoin and therefore people get taken advantage of by using like centralized exchanges and keeping their money on those exchanges which means that you are trusting those exchanges mm. the same way that you trust a bank. So unless you take the money off just, of those we've exchanges... We've just made banks. <laughs> we've just remade banks for a different currency. Yeah, so you need to take <laughs> your, your money off of those into your, address, into your own wallets, at which point you're the only person who owns the keys, store those responsibly, and no one is able to take your money from you. Anna, final thoughts. Oh, Hannah. 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 Hannah McLaren. Yep, that's me. Hannah McLaren. From Australia. You're you have such an Australian accent. Thank you. That was pretty that was pretty good. Roll with I it. I think everything's been said. But if I was to speak in an Australian accent, I think it's all didgeridoo. Which is how good is that? That's good. Can you play a didgeridoo? Maybe. If you gave me one, I'm sure I could. I'm not sure. That's gone again. <laughs> Has this all been a rue? I, the listeners are so confused. Like, who is this? Who is this mystery woman? Is she from? Is she? Is she from Bristol? Is she from? Is, is she from Kent? Is she from? The Cotswold? Is she from the Isle of Wight? Did I already know about Bitcoin before this conversation? Did she? Yeah. I actually am the anonymous guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, um, let's take a segue then. So we closing thoughts on Bitcoin. Alex, thank you so much for the content and the, and the content wars of 2022 and, and your thoughts. I genuinely didn't know anything about it, apart from the usual. Goes up and down. Yeah. But that was helpful. I still don't understand it, but I understand it a little bit more. Nice. Which is all I can ask for. Yeah. It's more better than it was. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking. And for me, I think it was like, Bitcoin has come into my life in three waves. Mm. And I'm in my third wave. And it took time for it to become a part of my life. Oh, yeah. Have a good night. So again, we'd, we'd not dare. Alex is just taking over the podcast with his, with his just... It's fine. Lovely. Anyway, anyway, Alex is a good person. Is is what that moment was. Um, let's talk about FTX. Yeah. So so I forwarded Alex an article earlier this week. A couple of articles. We're going to talk about the first, which is the collapse of FTX, and it's interesting intertwining with with Binance, and then the two rivals. Who are the two? Who's the? It's like CZ, and then who's who's the main Sam the main? Bankman Free. Yeah, SBM, or SBF. SBF. SBF and CZ, these two kind of... I bet it was just love at first sight when they saw each other. You know, they probably looked at each other across across the room at the... You know, at, at, they were probably met at the BitConnect convention. I you know, love, they're, they're I love don't you fucking. I'm, 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 you go? I might put that in the pod. If, <laughs> I may or may not. Have you seen the video? Oh my god! Oh, we're gonna. I think I have to. I think we have to get that in the pod.
My wife doesn't believe me. My kids don't believe me. But this BitConnect is not a pyramid scheme. Totally a pyramid scheme. I, like, listeners, we may or may not throw the BitConnect audio in here right now. Uh, Everyone can right now. Everyone benefits from the BitConnect. Oh my lord! Yeah. So CZ and and uh, B BF. I, it's already gone. The, SPF. SPF. Looked at each other. Across across the room, you know, they were watching the BitConnect, uh, you know, presentation, and they were like, "I think we're going to be just two starstruck lovers in this in this global financial fandango of cryptocurrencies, and we're just going to get into a, just a wrestling match." Hot steamy war, yeah. <laughs> so, so Alex, Alex, can you? So th- this is what we're going to be. We're going to cover now, you know, the the collapse of of FTX. Okay, well, so for one, I will say that I have never used FTX, and I same Z's. didn't even hear much about FTX until... Oh, Hannah has. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but every day. Oh, yeah, every day. Mm-hmm. You're just on FTX. And that's it, and that's all I need to explain. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I've watched a few videos on it. Basically, like, my understanding is that, I mean, I mean, FTX was a centralized exchange, and a centralized exchange is a platform that is a market maker for cryptocurrencies um basically you know if i wanted to buy bitcoin from you person to person you could send me your bitcoin to my wallet address and then i could give you cash for it obviously that's hard to do when you just want to buy bitcoin offhand um and so now with the internet we and we have these exchanges where you can find thousands of other people that are doing buying and selling bitcoin and that's kind of what sets the price of bitcoin around the world so you have these exchanges that do that ftx was one of them they basically my understanding is that they had a bank run and they, they had, ran out of cash they had a bank run they went under yeah and they never yeah. had the money that i don't think they ever had the money. <laughs> it's yeah. like what do you mean you don't have a billion dollars cash on hand it's like turns out we don't and everybody withdrew at once and then they didn't have the money and that's how you go bankrupt yeah and during a bank run yeah basically because like when you buy bitcoin on these exchanges mm-hmm. They, the exchange has an IOU and they say, I owe you this much Bitcoin because you paid me $5,000. Normally what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take that Bitcoin, move it to your private address where you own the keys to it and you own the Bitcoin now and you can move it whenever you want. A lot of people leave it on the exchanges because they don't really... Well, it was, it was, was it Alameda? There was like a, there was like a child company, Alameda, and then it came out that like, Alameda has one coin worth... Like five hundred million dollars or something. It's like I don't think that works. <laughs> and then everybody, I think like that news leaked. FTX coin too. You're right. Where it was like, so there's one FTX coin that's worth like ten billion dollars or something, and they're like, mm. it's only, it's <laughs> only worth that if there's that many people willing to buy it. Well, they just I don't said, think there are. This is what it's gonna be. Well, and that's the thing is like maybe, and, and that's kind of what the value of it was at that point in time, but then when they needed to sell one, all the FTX and flood coin. the market with a bunch of more of those coins, yeah. then the value of it goes down 
incredibly quick. Yeah, so so there was a bank run and, and FTX just just collapsed, and now it's spelling a little bit of a maybe a little a little bit of a bear a little bit of a bear market here for a bear market within a bear market. Yeah, yeah, it's bad times. <laughs> the dollar value of my accounts has gone down. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Do we know who owns FTX or is that also? That's enough? Sam Bankman-Fried. Oh, yeah. so yeah. is he a bit embarrassed? Uh, he, Sam, has lost uh, more money l- last week than you will make in your entire life. In many lifetimes. About twenty billion dollars oh. in a week. <laughs> I think by accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life, lifetime's over. He lost twenty billion dollars in about a week. He, I think, I'd say he lost it about as clumsily as he gained it. <laughs> Probably. Has he done any interviews since that? Since I don't know. I'd I love to see the, these. He's going to jail pretty soon, probably, is what a lot of people think. Yeah. Oh, for fraud? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe he'll finally cut his hair. That was, that was a low blow. I just looked at his, I looked at his UGG mug and that Martin Media article. I was like, this guy's so San Francisco. What's his name? Um, Sam Bankman Free. You could look at like S S B F F T X. Yeah. Images. I mean, but I think this is like a. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gained some weight since then too. Well, you would. I mean, if I was a billionaire, I'd put on a, a, a healthy helping. You know what I mean? I mean, if you can afford food that nice. Oh, he's like thirty something. Yeah, and then what's up with so what's up? Can you look up CZ? Oh yeah, he has gotten thicker, hasn't he? He was just a he was just a he was just a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed little kid in that first one. That was before the billions. Uh, it's CZ, but I don't know his full name. He is also a character. Is another ex- extremely bald cryptocurrency guy. Uh, whoever the guy who does. Uh, if you had to. Open up your own crypto coin. What would it be called? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, but, uh, sp- Spoons box. Of course. And then you could use them at your local Weatherspoon, and you could you could buy all the Carlings. Binance. Binance. Yes, it's the Binance. No, well, how did he take him out? Like, didn't he withdraw everything at, yeah, at once? Yeah, like, all of And he made it public or something. And then, <laughs> everyone else like, oh god, the value's gonna drop. Yeah. Well, they're also their issue with each other is like you like you went like CZ. To, to FTX is like, oh, FTX has been going to regulators asking people to regulate the crypto uh, industry. We don't like that. They've been going behind our backs. So you know what? Fuck them. They're out. And just like threw them to the wolves. Oh, she's not. Okay. Don't worry. Listeners, Hannah just left for a drink, not leave leave i don't think might have left left anyway yeah so that's that covers i don't know any any other thoughts just be responsible with your bitcoin and oh and take it into your own custody because that's the true value of it um and then let's talk about this nft article yeah um could you could you open it up on your phone so we can so we can read through it i i i this recording has gotten so long on my on my <laughs> haphazard phone <laughs> that if i put it if i open up another app i think it's just going to drop it all out of memory and, and just save it so maybe one day listeners will upgrade to a laptop we'll see okay okay yeah so let's this article this article is just absolutely brilliant 
dude, this phone is this one of the Samsung folder Hell phones? Oh yeah, dude. Oh my we'll, lord. We'll take, a, we'll take a selfie with it later. I'll show what? you. It. It's super fun. He's got a foldable Samsung phone. It's so tall. It's I've so tall. never held one of these. So yeah. And it's so small when it's folded, man. It's so nice. Okay, uh so the headline of the article, so now we're just gonna fucking rip on NFTs because it's so funny. Uh the headline of the article by Smithsonian magazine, I think they care about art. Did this man destroy a Frida Kahlo drawing to make an NFT? Yes. <laughs> so back in July, at an extravagant Miami mansion party, Martin Mobarak wore a sequin blazer featuring the face of Frida Kahlo. What we're going to do today here, he informed his guests, it's going to change the lives of thousands of children. <laughs> and I hope everyone here can understand it. Uh, spoiler, I don't think anybody understood it because nobody understands NFTs. Um, just go. So essentially what he did is he took a priceless one-of-a-kind piece of art by Frida Kahlo, a beloved Mexican artist, and destroyed it. Uh, he destroyed it at a pool party in Miami. And then behind, so he set it on fire. I guess artfully. I don't know about tastefully. I don't know. You can define art how you want it. I would probably choose to exclude this from my list of artful things. And he set fire to it. And then he had like a projector behind it. And he's like, oh, now it's on the NFT brain market. It's, it's digitalized. And then he tried to sell them. So he's like, ooh, I made this into an NFT. Buy it. Um, <laughs> and it's gone pretty poorly. Um, let's see. So let's see. The burning of the drawing mostly flew under the radar until September when it reached Mexico's National Institute of Fine Arts and Literature. On September 26th, the Institute announced that it was investigating whether the drawing uh, burned was authentic or not. If the drawing was indeed a real Kahlo, Mobarak has committed a federal crime in the eyes of the Mexican government. <laughs> so either, so now really the big question has come down to, uh, he's either destroyed an authentic piece of art, in which case he's committed a federal crime, or, here's your other option, you've not, in which case you're a fraud. <laughs> so now the United States government can try you for fraud. <laughs> so he's really worked himself into a corner. Um, there are just some great statements here. Any thoughts, Alex? I need to, I need to track down one of these statements. I mean, so... The concept of an NFT is that you are making, you're putting onto the blockchain ownership of something virtual and trying to say that it is uniquely like owned by you because you have the token that corresponds to it's the It's non-fungible as well. Have you ever funged something? What is to funge? Hannah? Fun yeah? Would you funge a painting? Oh, completely. All the time. Regularly. I do this regularly. She's funging a lot of paintings. Good. I did it just now. You just funge with yeah, painting. I just, um, well, I mean, Weatherspoons has some beautiful art. Uh, the carpet, actually, that pattern. Oh. I just funged it, funged, funged. Fungy. I, there might be some fungi in that carpet. <laughs> yeah, that's why I funged it. Yeah. 
It's a good source of protein. Anyway, Alex. But the problem with like images on the internet to me is like, you can still just screenshot it. Well, no, they put a watermark on it. <laughs> <laughs> Got me there, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean like, it, like you could edit it out, but like it has an it has a token, right? Yeah. But I mean the but but that but the dumbest thing about the NFT, right, is that you can screenshot it and but it's like, is, but it doesn't have a token. It? It's like I have the picture. Yeah, exactly. So, but it doesn't have a token, but I have the picture. Right. <laughs> so, to me, it has no value. It's no value. <laughs> More value than the picture. Um, Therefore, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But, but I do think it kind of gets into how, like, um, you know, Bitcoin, it's, uh, you are the unique owner of that digital asset that property of bitcoin yeah and well bitcoin but, but is bitcoin, significantly better than FTs. but absolutely. bitcoin yeah but you can't just screenshot a bitcoin and then send over a screenshot of a bitcoin and you might be able to rip off value. some people with that okay back back to the article this is one of my favorite quotes um speaking with vice's emily green uh, Marianne Martin, a renowned dealer for Latin American art, says she did not sell the drawing to Mobarak and had not heard of him before September. Quote, the whole thing is creepy, she says. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> my, my other favorite, favorite quote from this article. Uh, so when the Times asked Mobarak if he wished he hadn't burned the drawing, That's good. he took a long pause inside and then responded, I'd like to say that I don't regret it. What was this drawing? <laughs> um, What's the backstory oh, here? I missed it. Uh, uh, essentially, so H- Hannah just Hannah just came back. Yeah, I'm here. We'll cover it again. I mean, our listeners already Don't have heard. Don't even worry about it. I'll just pretend I know. It's fine. Oh, I remember this. It's oh. fine. This is totally professional. This is good <laughs> podcasting. What we're doing right now is what people pay for. <laughs> um, essentially, there is um, like a millionaire in Miami who yeah. set uh, fire to a priceless painting cool. uh, so that the NFTs would have value oh, that, he, okay. that were made of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the idea is like, this physical thing he thinks has been uploaded into the cyber into cyber space and uh it's, uh, well i mean i i think yeah i think most most people would um what more is it? so 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 i think there it is i think what most people would now ask is um why you fucking idiot would you do this mm-hmm. answer <laughs> Some portion of the proceeds. <laughs> it's not even the whole thing. It's the, so essentially they're burning it to make NFTs. They're selling the NFTs. Mm-hmm. The organization said some portion <coughs> of the proceeds would support unfortunate children. Fair enough. Some. Can you ask some more? Than that? Think of the kids. Some, how much does it matter? As long as it's a little bit. Think of the kids. Problem is he didn't sell it for very much, so. No. Oh, oh, oh where? Where is it? So I'm just now flipping through the article. Um, let's see. I would just want to find. It's confident. 
I'd love to be that confident. Uh, so the value, the, the... It's gold. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so uh, how many, now next question, how many would you ask has he sold? How successful has this venture been? Um, according to Etherscan, which analyzes Ethereum blockchain transactions, only four of the 10,000 available NFTs of the Kahlo drawing have been sold as of Tuesday. Four, four, <laughs> um, well, four, four of 10,000. So one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Count it on a hand. Uh, the total funds raised have been less than uh, $11,200. Oh, did you buy one? But some portion, some portion of that is going to the kids. Some money. So. More than they would have got if he didn't burn anything. Yeah, true. So, it, technically, it's a good thing that he did this. Yeah. I'm a supporter. So anyway, any <laughs> closing closing thoughts on on NFTs and, and closing thoughts on this podcast? We are uh, a bit cold, and this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> I, think, I, think so. people, I think people will stay for the whole thing. I hope so. God, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can you see how many people listen and or when they drop off or whatever? Uh, I have no idea. I just made this on RSS. No free ads. On Spotify. Um, what's up? On Spotify. Can you, is there, is there a good... I think it's all analysis? through my main place is just RSS. But I don't know. Just stay confident. Yeah. It'll grow. It will grow. I like the sound of my own voice. Well, thank you for uh, having me off. Well, yeah, yeah. Any, any Everybody is... FTX, NFTs, RSSs, Spotify. I think I know all of it now. Yeah? Yeah, easily. Well, so here's Perhaps more than you. <laughs> so I think that's a great point. <laughs> I think people should put money in things that they understand. And if you don't understand an NFT, if you don't understand those FTX tokens, don't put your money there. Just preach. Study. Try to understand what you're buying into. I would repeat exactly the same as that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> preach. I think that's an excellent way to end it. Um, I feel like some podcasts have like a way that they end it. Wall Street is, Journal. Like really. a song or something. Yeah, no, we it's definitely need a song. I was thinking about like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones uh, uh, impression that I get. It's probably copywritten. Might have to find some non-copywritten stuff or have Josh make some music. Mm. What I think I'm going to do is just have me talk right now and just fade it out. Just me keep talking, fade. Fade it out naturally. Fade, yeah. fade, fade. It's like... Um, it's like the it's like the um the Drake no God no not Drake it's like the Kendrick Lamar song uh, Dying of Thirst where it's the one verse I will never fade away I'll never fade away I'll never fade away and then like it's, it fades away as the lyric goes on but now it's
Make Donald Donald Bear.